It is the 200 level, Mike Carpenter in the basement studio for the first Illinois basketball game of the year. Well, not really. They played Ottawa, what was it, nine days ago. This one has a little bit more pop to it as, oh my God, LaFonzo Ellis is back on my screen. Yes, just when I thought we got away from, oh, that's not LaFonzo Ellis, I'm sorry. Uh, for me, Trevor and Isaac, we kind of have this thing against LaFonzo Ellis. This looks like Raphael Davis, but no, I'm watching Big Ten Network, ready for an Illinois basketball game against a top 10, nay, number one ranked team in Kansas. So with the slog that has been the first eight games of this football season, this is a welcome reprieve. And there's a lot of new toys on this Illinois team this year that we're going to have to see probably firsthand today for most of you that weren't at the Ottawa game. And I am anxious because there is a lot of variables at play with this team. We know that they are an older team, and that is one thing in its favor. We know that at the point guard position, there's a lot of unknowns, and that is certainly against them. And then there's the big question mark about shooting. Now, there is a best-case scenario here with Brad Underwood's team where they find their way to a very good season. And I do think that the floor is not too low just by virtue of having a Terrence Shannon and a Coleman Hawkins. I think this team will be more likable across the board. I think personality-wise, they will not be as rage-inducing as last year with the Matthew Myers and the Sky Clarks, and to an extent, at the end of it, the Jaden Epps of the Worlds. I still think there might be issues afoot with all the attrition you've had, but at the same time, in year seven of Brad Underwood, the fact remains that he is making NCAA tournaments, And he found a way to solidify a roster that puts you in position to compete in the Big Ten and maybe make a run in the tournament. So as I addressed this with Isaac back at Poor Brothers on October 20th, the question I'm asking myself, and I think some Illini fans are asking themselves as well, is what are you okay with with Illinois basketball? What level of success would be enough for you? And I think for most of us, if we would have been told that this is what Brad Underwood would do the day that we hired him, we all would have taken that. So it feels a bit hypocritical of me to be as critical as I am sometimes, especially the way last season went. More more than anything, it was really last year that turned things sour because for those that recall last year early on, man, I was riding that wave. I was thinking... We've got our guy for the long term. And while I still think that may be possible, this year is very intriguing because I think it will answer a few questions about how long-term is long-term and how long-term do Illini fans want it to be. Now, it helps, and this is a very negative outlook, but it helps when your football team stinks again or is not performing as they should, let's say. And it kind of makes you grateful for what you do have. And Brad Underwood has, in many ways, stabilized this program and gotten them back on solid footing, gotten them back in the top half of the Big Ten and really more to the point, top four of the Big Ten consistently. And that's a good place to be. But today, it really starts. I mean, I know it won't count, but as far as intrigue and excitement, Today is a heck of a lot more pop than, let's say, the Ottawa game. Looking at pictures of the crowd, it looks like the first two levels are pretty well full and that parts of the 200 level are not. My only criticism of this game, and 
listen, it's for a great cause and that's all well and good. I, I thought the ticket prices were a bit outlandish, hence not going myself. And then on top of that came down with the flu on Friday. So I don't know if I'd be able to be there anyways. Thank God I feel it lifting. Like it was within the last two hours that I was working on some school stuff and I felt I have energy again. I think my flu is leaving after waking up with a fever on Friday morning. So that's all That's all well and good, right? Um, but yeah, I, I do wish in hindsight they would have just lowered the prices. You're going to make money on this anyway. So why 200 bucks for some of the tickets? I think 85 for 200 level. And then they lowered them to like 45 the week of, which is not terrible. You get the number one team in town, in Kansas. You get Bill Self back, someone who I am very grateful for on a variety of levels, and I'll try to touch on that today. Um, hello to the YouTube fee. We have not really done this in a while. Football hasn't really allowed us to, and even next Saturday when it's a away game, I'm just going to do a garage tailgate with friends. So we will really do the live YouTube feeds for Illini basketball. Some home and definitely all the away. So, hey, keep that chat thread popping and let me know what you think as we watch this game unfold. We're going to do the first half today. First half because I'm guessing we will get a more balanced picture of rotations and the second half might be let's see what sticks. I'm thinking the studs will play more early and even if it is an exciting second half, um, anything that we're really going to learn today will probably come within the first 20 minutes of regulation. Maybe. We'll see. But also we got dinner at six. So, <laughs> But I will be excited after eating dinner to watch the rest of this as well. So, hey, we are back with our live podcast. And what I'll do is hit up the sponsors one by one as we go through this, starting with DP Doe online at dpdoe.com for all the best deals and prices, dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign Urbana. So you can get a custom zone with any topping you want or one of their favorites, like a Maui Wowie. Hey, a Maui Wowie as you're watching this game. How perfect is that? From dpdoe.com. Kansas wearing some swanky. Maui Luau inspired uniforms. Gotta say, thank God we're a Nike school. I think the swoosh is just infinitely cooler than the Adidas A, but I am very biased. I've been a Nike guy my whole life. Illinois wearing the newer home whites, not the old school throwback ones, but the one with the funky lettering that is controversial amongst Illini fans. So what do we got here? We got Brad Underwood and Bill Self each mic'd up. And I got this recording so I can listen to it later. And, wow, are there some Kansas fans in there? No, no, it looks like just Illini fans with Maui shirts. So this is a cool event. I mean, to see Bill Self back in the State Farm Center, for me and the years that I grew up watching Illinois basketball, it, it, those years were very formative. And it hurt big time when he left. I mean, it hurt. Gut punch, anything you want to throw at it. Despite knowing that we had good teams ahead because of all the young studs that were still there, I don't think a coaching departure has ever hit and will hopefully never hit like that because you knew that you had someone special and sure enough, Hall of Fame coach, but he's back and I hope, and maybe you guys could tell me in the chat thread, and I, if you're listening to the feed, any boos or not, I, I would hope that he doesn't get booed because that just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I don't know why at this point, especially you would do that. Okay. We are about to get underway. If those out there are timing up with me, then I will let you know exactly when they tip it off here. I'm going to try to get the closed captioning on, and that way I can kind of hear what they're saying here. 
But hello to those in the chat feed. Good to see Illini Brickroll back in there. Whipple, hey, how we doing? Anthony Murphy, hey guys. The tip is up. Hunter Dickinson gets it. Now boo him all you want. And what timing. He's back at the State Farm Center for one last go-around. This is McCullers, I believe. I'll try to be learning the Kansas guys as we go here. Down to Hunter Dickinson. Coleman on him. Hunter's last trip here, he misses the first shot. Last trip here was the double overtime thriller. was a triple overtime. But it was a classic. And thank God we won that game because the rest of last year's finish did not go well. It was a great game, though. Coleman Hawkins. Over to Ty Rogers. Taking it to the rim. Up and in. Using his body a little bit. Nice move. Like the aggression. Ty is not going to light it up from the field. We know that. But he does have a lot of body control, especially for a younger guy. And especially when he gets around the rim, he seemed last year to be able to absorb contact, which is very uh, encouraging. Here's McCullers with Luke Goody on him. Off the backboard and Illinois ball. So starting lineup for Illinois. There were mixed reports where there was going to be Quincy Guerrier. Or Luke Goody, and Luke Goody, well, no, let me make sure I get this right. Quincy Garrier is starting. Marcus Damask kind of looks like Luke Goody. But no, it is Marcus Damask as well, along with Coleman Hawkins, Terrence Shannon, and Ty Rogers. This is Quincy Garrier. Back up top, Ty Rogers, Coleman Hawkins on the left elbow here. Terrence Shannon over to Damask with the three. It is up, and it is no good. Rebound for Kansas. Garrier almost got the board there, but Kansas snags it. Back here, going to set up a half-court set. And this looks like Quincy Guerrier. He is a big guy. Big, man, a lot of length for him. Terrence Shannon up top. And Hunter Dickinson from the free throw line up and no good. Crowd loves that, I'm sure. Still 2-0 Illinois with Coleman Hawkins bringing it across half-court. Going to take it to the rim himself. Nope, kicks it back out to Terrence. Terrence wants the three. The three is up. It is no good. 0 for 2 for Illinois, something we'll be watching not just today, but really the whole season, three-point shooting, and an easy take for Kansas. All right, so now with 18 to go in the game, it is tied up 2-2, looking for this half-court set here, and who Illinois looks for, Damask, over to Coleman Hawkins, back to Ty Rogers, tie back up to Coleman, top of the key, look for three, did not shoot it, now from the sideline, 15-footer, not what you want. So I like the Damask three. The Terrence three was not maybe the best shot selection. And that one there from Coleman, iffy at best. Four to two, Kansas, as they take it to the rim, no problem. Ty Rogers over to Coleman. Now to Quincy Guerrier with 22 on the shot clock. Coleman, oh, you love that pump fake. Did he miss it? Terrence Shannon three is up and good. Illinois one for three from three. They are not scared of taking the three. That sounds familiar. Hey, if they make him, it doesn't matter. But we shall see. 17-20 to go. I don't think any fouls have been called yet. Don't want to be a jinx on it. But right now, Kansas with the ball, 15 in the shot clock. Left side here, Terrence Shannon guarding his man. Still trying to get these Kansas names. And this is going to be Quincy Guerrier on K.J. Adams. It looks like we get a reach in here on Illinois. And we'll see who they get the foul call on that. Guerrier, it looks like, according to the camera there. All right, 17.08 to go. Let me get the old subtitles going here so I can kind of see what Andy Katz on the play-by-play is saying, along with Robbie Hummel, who I always like listening to. Okay, Kansas looking down low and easy up and in, and they are getting some rather easy looks at the bucket, 6-5. to five. All of theirs have come within the paint. Illinois one three and one take from Ty Rogers for their five points. 16.50 to go. Terrence Shannon Jr. Coleman Hawkins still up top here. He's going to keep it. 
looks for Damask, little weave action up top. Damask taking his sideline, baseline, excuse me, a nice little finish at the rim. He's got length, I got to say. You know, he is, what, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, according to the media guide. Nice take there. Looks like uh, Luke Goody on steroids a little bit. And this is a travel on Hunter Dickinson, whose struggles at the State Farm Center continue. Now, if I recall, he had a great game with Michigan last year. I think he did. They just didn't get the win. So they're going to call the travel, and that was the right call. Coleman with great defense on him. Listen, if Coleman can guard a five like Hunter, then I do think defensively, your one concern was when it's not Dane out there, how are you going to defend another five? I think Coleman, being as old as he is, should be able to figure those things out. Now, Luke Goody gets his first action of the game. Damask and Hawkins sit down, so it looks like Dane is getting his first play as well. Terrence Shannon up top. Gain the pick from Dane on the right, taking himself. Looks for Ty Rogers, three-point line. Back to Terrence in the corner. The three is off the back of the backboard. Luke Goody to Terrence. Great ball movement, but Dane gets stuffed. Now, some good and bad there. Ball movement after the rebound was great. The rebound by Luke Goody was great. But Terrence just chucking it up from the corner and off the backboard. And this is the offense we saw last year where just too many damn threes. You've got length. You've got size. I know it's an exhibition game. So nothing to freak out about. But I, I would like to just see them be aggressive. Attack, attack, attack. And there's a moving screen on Dane. Yikes. All right. So what's the score here? 7 6 or 16 5. We'll have a break coming up in a bit. I'll hit up a sponsor and we'll kind of settle into this. I won't do play by play the entire time. All right. Looks like Terrence guarding the point for Kansas here. McCullers. Guarded by Ty, but a great job by Dane fronting Dickinson. So a steal for Illinois. Luke Goody, one of the three, but wisely does not shoot it. Had a hand in his face. This is Ty Rogers on the right side. Looking to take it himself. Back up to Dane around the elbow. Back to Ty. Going to take it baseline. And fantastic aggression, body control. Again, he's so good around the rim. I love Ty Rogers. I hope this point guard experiment works for him. I know he's a tough kid. I know he's going to be awesome in his own way, but can you maximize him in that position? Kansas gets another take here. So everything for Kansas has been in the paint. It is 9-8 Illinois. That three-pointer from Terrence making the difference right now. And with 15-13 to go, here's Terrence Shannon up top getting the pick. Nope. Goes the other side here against the pick from Dane to the corner to Garrier. Back up top, Luke Goody on the right side over to Ty Rogers looking for Dane. Instead takes it himself. Wow. Ty Rogers again. Don't get me excited, Ty. It's only an exhibition game, but damn. Ty's looking great. I, I love that kid. Really excited to see this start for him against a great Kansas team. Not just great, number one in the nation. We know how good they are. And this is going to be great defense again from Dane. Getting his hand in a pass down to Hunter Dickinson, but the three is good for Kansas. So we have a fairly quick-moving 11-11 game. That was McCullers with the three there. This is fun. To just watch this, know that the game doesn't necessarily count. It's a good measuring stick game for both teams. But Illinois looking the part of a top 25 caliber team. Okay, so Ty Rogers gets a pass deflected, but gets it back. Dane kind of sets the pick a little bit for Gary A, who's taking it in himself. No, no, it is good. He gets the friendly bounce. So here's what I like. You got six from Ty, two there from Gary A, all of them at the rim. Aggression. You got one three from Terrence, and I forget what the other two came from. Damask had to take himself. So actually, 
Everything but your three have come at the rim. Against a Kansas team that's got plenty of size. Good defensively, too. All right, 13.45 to go. The time is just ticking away here. This might be the quickest podcast ever. Another miss from Hunter Dickinson. 13-11, Illinois with a lead, tie. Nope, looking for somebody. Picked up his dribble in a bad spot, but he does get the deflection. It's going to be Illinois ball foul on Kansas. Okay, our first break. What fun. Illinois basketball is back in action and so far looking pretty solid. So hit up another sponsor real quick. State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com for life, auto, home, business renters, you name it. Brian is my guy, and he can be your guy as well at brianismyguy.com. Also got to thank Owen Builders, LLC. I'm on owenbuildersllc.com. Check out a gallery of all their great work, indoor, outdoor, home additions, bathrooms and kitchens, expert craftsmen, and great customer services. Well, from the folks at owenbuildersllc.com and Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. You can find them at 217-841-4728. And call and get that furnace check schedule because the cold weather, as you already know, has hit. Now our furnace, tip-top shape. Why? Because Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. We trust them with our HVAC needs. You should, too. Give them a call at 217-841-4728. Got to thank Champagne Showers Podcast Network. And got to thank you for listening and for those that are tuning in on this Sunday evening, a little bit earlier than usual, for a 5 o'clock start. Got to get a little bit of water. The flu has done a number on me in a variety of ways. And to be clear, it's not of the stomach variety. Thank God. That stuff is the absolute worst. But feverish for three days. Finally, it's lifting now at the perfect time. Kind of anxious to get out of the house and get back to school tomorrow. Thank goodness for that. And definitely feeling it in the voice. So there we go. Hydration. Here's what we've seen so far. The biggest thing that excites me is the aggression on offense, which was what we were all hoping for. I think given the size that this team has, you'd like to think that if they just kept their foot on the pedal, they can be rather relentless. I mean, what are the strengths of this team, right? It's size and it's depth. And I think when you combine those things, if you really maximize it, you should be able to wear a few other teams down depending on the matchup. Now, the three-point shot will hinder you because teams will be able to sort of pack it in and force you to shoot the three if you're getting too many easy looks. Now, so far, you have got your looks from three, but you aren't really making them apart from Terrence's shot. And I have not seen Kansas really pack it in. Now, But here's the question, and this would be what's particularly encouraging about it. And I don't know what just happened there. Maybe they called the travel on Ty Rogers because it's Kansas ball. Is that right? We'll see when they get back here. But what what to me is rather exciting is knowing the opponent, and even considering it's the first five, six minutes of an exhibition game, you are able to take it to the rim against a Kansas team that I'm guessing said, let them shoot threes, just don't let them beat you to the rim. And Ty Rogers has done that. Quincy Garrier did that. Marcus Damask did that. Terrence hasn't even done it yet. And you know that he would have the ability to do so if needed. Now, Sincere Harris getting his first tick of the year. He's on the left corner. This is Damask trying to set somebody up. Picks up his dribble in an inopportune spot, but finds Dane Danger. Damask is just going to have to launch one up here. Not the best set. Nope, we got Luke Goody. Luke is going to have to shoot it, Luke. The shot is up. It is no good, and a rebound for Kansas. Just a possession that really went nowhere, just kind of 
stayed in the same five yard little five foot little circle there on the left side of the perimeter. Kansas ball, 13-11 game, 12-50 to go. McCullers here, nice little spin move. Up, no good, too strong. Good recovery there by, I think, Sincere on defense. So here is, oh, number four, excuse me, is Harmon. You get my numbers right. So Harmon is number four. Good to see him out there, too. Here's Danger, and he's going to try to work. He's got one-on-one, taking a baseline. Strong move, and he gets fouled. And I think that was a foul, looking at that in real time, and... Will he go the line? The adventurers may continue with the line. But good to see Justin Harmon. I, I think if we were to use the old cliche of X Factor, he is kind of that. Someone that can make some threes, be a bit of a microwave you'd like to think off the bench. I, I'm kind of keying on him because every, everyone else seems to have something that is known about them. And with him, it's really just, well, anything you get from him is kind of gravy. Dane from the line. I'm guessing he's making one of two. And he misses the first. Not particularly close. Oh, the other thing, too. You know, I mentioned three-point shooting. I know free-throw shooting was not good against Ottawa either in the exhibition game. So will that be... Will the gimmies and the threes be the things that bite you? Two-point fuel percentage should not be a problem for this team. Dane with the free-throw. Hey, up and good. Kind of a line drive, but he got right in there. 14-11, and we got some subs coming in. Coleman in for Danger. And here we go. Kansas ball as Dane takes a seat. Now, I don't really know the Kansas guys, so my play-by-play on defense isn't going to be great. But I can tell you what Illinois is doing. Coleman Hawkins up front defending. Here's Sincere working over the pick. Stays on number three pretty well. Harmon doing the same thing. Here's McCullers in the paint. He's tough. Boy, is he tough. Gets that off the backboard. 14-13 Illinois with 12-10 to go. Another media timeout coming up shortly. I mean, this game is just whipping by. Damask to Coleman Hawkins. Harmon trying to work on something off the ball. Nothing really going there. Damask, left elbow, right elbow, excuse me, back up to Coleman, trying to drive himself. He does, and the off the backboard, not quite good. So him and Terrence have not been quite in sync offensively so far. Baseline look here, and they're going to call a charge, and a really good job by Gary A to get set outside of the circle. That was a pretty easy call there for the official. So it will be Illinois ball after the break here. Good start. Illinois, of course, wearing the Luau-influenced orange shirts, the coaching staff, that is. And are we taking a break here? Hmm, let's see. They had Brad Underwood mic'd up, and I guess he was saying, don't let him take you deeper or something like that. That is one benefit, or not benefit, but one negative of you listening to me instead of Brad Underwood and Bill Self, who are mic'd up. But I got this recorded for that. Uh, let's see here. This week, just a kind of heads up as to what we're doing for the podcast this week. I, I think I'll do a midweek before the Illinois-Minnesota battle royale in Minneapolis. I, I will tell you that I somewhat anticipate Illinois winning on Saturday and then dropping one of their home games because Northwestern looks spunky. Indiana looks spunky. Uh, very frustrating. You know, I was watching the football games yesterday, and apart from not feeling the best anyway, I just thought this would be so different if we had just won the game last week. It would have felt amazing, actually, to sit there thinking, well, you only need two more because I think we recalibrated that a bowl game was going to be enough, but 
watching those yesterday and then watching Braden Locke just absolutely stink up the joint for Wisconsin. You know, and I know it's Ohio State, but good God, uh, how did? Well, listen, I will save football for another day. But the vibes are much better today, focusing on Illinois basketball, which I don't want to say that not hypocritical, but um, knowing how I felt at the end of last Illini basketball season and how I've discussed on this podcast that I felt like there was more settled on the football side of things than basketball, like the coaching staff on football had their stuff together better than basketball. I can't really say that now. I mean, I've not been proven correct in that take. So early on, I mentioned a question that will kind of be the mantra of this basketball season is what constitutes success for you as a fan watching Illinois basketball this year? I mean, to me, it is nuts that we're talking about year seven of Brad Underwood. Now, that's a pretty good tenure in this day and age of college basketball. That's pretty good. That means you're doing something right. And certainly winning his team in the Big Ten the last three years or four years, one of the two, tournament title, Big Ten title, actual banners to hang, big wins against quality non-conference teams, you know, a relevance that you have not had since the early Weber years. Those are all things that should be celebrated. So I think I could find myself, even watching this game, for example, the absence of a Matthew Meyer, who some would say, well, don't crap on a student athlete. He was not a student athlete. He was a hired hand, and he was a doofus, and I'm glad he's gone, and he never needs to come back. We don't need to recognize him for anything because he was just a joke. He treated it like a joke. He got his paycheck, and he moved on, and God knows where he's at right now. I frankly don't care. But that, along with other factors last year and the overall feeling of chaos, just really soured me. And one would argue, well, did it sour you too much? Like, did you need to get that pissed off about it? I think it felt like you had missed an opportunity. And now there was a question as to what is the path forward long term for Brad Underwood's Illini? Like, what, what does he envision for his program? I think with name, image, likeness, he is going to play that game and usually play it pretty well. Now, the Ray J. Dennis miss was a big one. But getting Terrence back and getting Coleman back was, let's be honest, due to NIL and his ability to recruit his own guys back. Next year, I do think is going to be pretty darn interesting in the offseason because we'll see how many things we can grow this year and, and develop from within. But you're looking at a team that will be losing Hawkins, Shannon, Garrier, Damask. Am I forgetting anybody? Maybe not. Now, I can't tell if the game is going on and they're just showing us these guys talking. Maybe we can get some picture-in-picture stuff. Nope. Okay. The game is starting now. That was just a little bit quick aside with those two. 11.40 to go. 14-13 Illinois. This is Damask bringing it across. Guarded all the way. Pressure defense from Kansas. So Illinois gets in their offense with about 17 left on the shot clock. Here's Damask, top of the cor- or top of the paint. Excuse me. Three is no good, but Garrier gets the board and finds Coleman. Coleman gets the ball knocked out temporarily, but keeps it. He's going to try to take it to the rim himself against Hunter Dickinson. Tries to get the pump fake. He finds Sincere, who wants to take it to the rim himself, trying to go under the hoop, up and in. So you see Sincere and Ty making plays around the rim, using the baseline very well. 
10 points in the paint for Kansas, 8 points in the paint for Illinois, half of your output in the paint. I like that. Here's Kansas. Nice little entry there, too. Is that McCullers? Boy, he is something else. How big is he? He looks 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, and to think that him and Terrence Shannon were on the same Texas Tech team, right? The one that made the Final Four. All right, Coleman Hawkins over to Justin Harmon, who takes it up himself. No call on that. Hard to tell how much contact there was. Harmon is relatively undersized compared to these Kansas guards. But great job by Coleman knocking that loose. So a steal for Illinois. Sincere gets it stolen from him. Coleman almost steals it right back. But Kansas with the ball, 16-15. And are they going to slow it down? No, not particularly. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Half-court set here coming up for Kansas. Pick up top from Hunter. And a foul on the way to the basket for number 13. And I think they might have called this either on Sincere or Guerrier. Hmm. They're flashing Bill Self's Illinois stats. 78-24 and 24 in three seasons. Two Big Ten regular season championships. Uh, free throw at Wisconsin away from getting three and three. And three NCAA tournament appearances. Well, no kidding. Elite eight, sweet 16. And round of 32 was last year. The 39-1 and one at home. And YouTube feed, I'll give you a second on this. Trivia question for the 200 level. What was the loss at home for Bill Self? The opponent in the year. I remember it very distinctly. Kansas takes a 17-16 lead as you, you think of the answer there. All right. Ty taking it to his right. Gets it blocked, but does get his own kind of deflection there. Illinois with the ball back. Here's Coleman from the top of the key. He makes the three. You're seeing a level of aggression. Kind of a ragtag group. Not to dismiss them offensively, but it is a bit ragtag in that this team is not going to be great at shooting the three, but if they can just make the timely three when they need it like they did there with Coleman. Now, Kansas ties it back up with another bucket from the paint. Here's Terrence taking it left. No problem. Right over Hunter Dickinson, 21-19 to Illinois. Looking good. Looking good. Trivia answer coming up shortly. Coleman, oh, he gets whistled for the foul, or no, they're going to call it on Kansas. So Coleman, extremely disruptive on defense. Trivia answer, the one loss for Bill Self at home with the Fighting Illini, I remember it well. Super Bowl Sunday, early February 2002, against Michigan State. It was the Frank Williams is playing like a dog game, according to Billy Packer. Remember it well. Illinois at that point was 3-5 and five in the Big Ten. They went on to win eight straight and win a share of the title. Ty Rogers with 20 on the shot clock. Taking it right. Back up top to Coleman. He wants another three. It's up and good. 24 to 19. Man, if he could become consistent with that. But what can you say except Illinois is looking good? I picked the right half to podcast. And here's the thing. This is the kind of game where you can take bits and pieces and say, oh, 100 banks of three. (laughs) Crazy Illini fan lady is in the corner there. And one of her friends is waving off like, the bank's closed on Sunday. 24-22, to steal for Kansas. Getting a little bit sloppy out there for Illinois offensively. The shot is up, and Hunter gets the putback. No. Looks like there's going to be a foul on Illinois, and Kansas might get free throws. Hard to say. And Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn gets his first action of the night. This will be the... Fourth foul on Illinois. There's four fouls on Kansas. 
I like all the movement in this game and, and the officials just letting it happen because there is some contact, but uh, there's a lot of athleticism on this court right now. And, and you are matching, for the most part, their athleticism. You can tell that there are individual dudes on Kansas, McCullers especially, that just look and play different. But I don't think he's that much better than a Terrence Shannon. Certainly not eye test wise. I think Terrence can do athletic, athletically almost any of the things that McCullers can do. So Hawkins does pick up the foul there and he does take a seat. Not sure if that's his first or second, but it's an exhibition game. So that should not matter. 8 10 to go. Second free throw was missed from Kansas. Guerrier with the take, using his body to absorb the contact, misses the first, gets his own put back over Hunter Dickinson. He is a big guy. Love it. These lime green shoes. I wonder if they're Maui special or something. Uh, the Kansas at the three. It's up and no good. And it's going to be off of Dickinson. Timeout. Illinois is playing well. I'm having fun. They they legit look good. And, uh, you know, consider it's an exhibition game. But I do think that these teams are going out there and just kind of freewheeling and Playing hard, I don't question that either team is coming in there with their head not in the game. This is this is fun, and I would like to think that each year you find some sort of charitable cause and do big-name exhibition. Why not? You're going to get plenty of eyes on the TV screens. You're going to get a lot more fans in the stands and make your money on concessions and stuff and then give the donations to someplace that needs it. But I am encouraged, as far as a basketball perspective, with what I'm seeing. The size stands out. The athleticism stands out. The willingness to take it to the rim. Another thing that stands out. You're making a few threes, but not shooting too many. I want to say they might have six three-point attempts in the first half. Maybe three from Coleman, two from Terrence, one from Damask. But regardless, you're keeping it within reason. I like that you are a drive-first, shoot-later team. And, of course, adjustments will be made throughout the year. But, again, the encouraging thing is that Kansas, if there was a basic thing they would have been thinking to do defensively, it would be guard the lane, pack it in a little bit, let him shoot the three. They are certainly not crowding the three-point line. So I'd I'd have to think that you are getting these looks at the basket against a really good Kansas defense. So, optimism abound in the first action. A reminder, DP Doe online at dpdoe.com for all the best deals and prices, dpdoe.com. Also, State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business renters, you name it, Brian is my guy, and he can be your guy as well at brianismyguy.com. Owen Builders, LLC, online at owenbuildersllc.com. Home additions, bathrooms and kitchens, kind of rhymes a little bit. Check out their gallery of their excellent work online at owenbuildersllc.com. And Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Give them a call at 217-841-4728. Get your furnace checks scheduled ASAP at Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. All access with Bill Self here. Will I get the subtitles? I'm not sure. He's saying dribble here and this guy. Yeah. Listen, he's cool. Bill is just straight up cool. The reason it hurt is because he's cool. Story that I know I've told on this podcast before, but I'll just tell it real quick. 
part of the reason that I have an affinity for Bill Self is that when I was a sophomore in high school, I joined the Urbana High School newspaper, aspiring sports journalist, and I wanted to make a splash. I wanted to make a big first impression. So I contacted Kent Brown at the DIA, and I asked, hey, would I be able to come for a basketball practice and interview Coach Self? And they did me one better. They said, sure, and then we'll line up an interview with Brian Cook. And this was Bill Self's final year, unbeknownst to us, but his final year, Brian Cook was the <laughs> eventual Big Ten MVP, right? And Bill gave me a good 10 minutes. I had a note card. They didn't tell me about how much time I did or did not have. I had a note card with all 10 questions written out. He treated me like any other journalist. Meant a lot. Three from Hansberry, no good. Oh, first action for Hansberry. Talked to Brian Cook for a while after that too. And then uh, Bill Self sent me a letter thanking me. I sent him a copy of the article. And then he sent me a letter or a secretary, whichever, but said, thank you for your coverage in the Urbana High School paper. We appreciate it. It was signed and all that. Didn't have to do that. He didn't, but he did. This is a guy that gets it, right? And we have a three from Hansberry and a three from Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, neither of which are good. Hansberry, oh boy. Oh, we got the B team in there. Heads up. Missed that badly. 26-23 Kansas with the take. No good. So they aren't really, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what either team's doing in this stretch. Long story short, I always have and always will appreciate self on a personal level and just know that the reason we were hurt is because he left for one of the very few jobs that he probably would have left for because Kansas, even though I didn't get it at that age, yeah, they are freaking Kansas and he's made it even more of a blue blood than they probably were when he took over winning two titles. All right. 26 to 23. That's my bill self shtick story, whatever you want to call it. With 6.15 to go, here is Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn getting the pick right from Hansberry. And I don't really know what Hansberry's doing, guys. Oh, boy. He looks like a freshman. But, hey, you know, that's what exhibitions are for. And it's really been a two-man game with him and (laughs) Gibbs-Lawhorn. This is where knowing the game doesn't count, you laugh. If the game did count, you'd cry. But I, I would have to think that those two, along with Moretti, will be at the bottom of your rotation. And you're going to try to make do a point guard with Ty. And maybe a little bit of Terrence and Coleman and Damask by committee. How well that works, I don't know. When you got to get a bucket late, I don't know. But, oh, speaking of, here's Moretti. 6.03 to go. Let's see what the kid can do. Number 11. Some foreign flavor for Illinois. The first since Bosnian's Verdonk, right? Gibbs Lawhorn takes a seat. Rough, rough couple minutes there for him. Maybe that was just a minute, but it seemed to go on for eternity. Okay, here's Kansas with the ball. Six minutes to go in the first half. The take up, no good, and Illinois will not quite corral the rebound off of Coleman there. But the defense continues to be pretty darn good for Illinois. Again, considering it's an exhibition game. But I think what's impressive to me is how disruptive Illinois is. I mean, Coleman has been an absolute beast, getting his hands in on everything. But I think across the board, Illinois is keeping things in front of them and forcing contested shots against a team with plenty of weapons. All right, here's Kansas. McCullers against his old teammate Terrence Shannon Jr. Great defense, fadeaway jumper, no good. Here's Moretti over to Coleman. Coleman's like, hey, you're the point guard. You take it. Moretti, good handles. I'll say that. Has some speed. Back to Coleman, back over to Luke Goody on the left side of the perimeter, looking for Damask. Hard to tell those two apart in this first game, but we'll get there. 
Not to say all white people look alike, but they do look quite similar. Moretti with the take gets fouled. The next Corbello without the uh, head case issues. I don't I doubt that. But if you could just get a few spot minutes from him and he's got a set role, there's there's value in that. 5.30 to go. Moretti's going to go to the line to shoot two. Let's see how good a stroke is from there. Had a good trip in Europe, but you know how that always goes. Alex Legion had the best offseason ever. I'm always leery of these things that we hear in the offseason, but here's Moretti from the line. Free throws up and too strong. Illinois one for three from the line. Free throws and three-pointers. The second one looking pretty good today. The first, not so much. And plus, you weren't getting a lot of free throws. But in fairness, not a lot of fouls being called. Moretti misses the second, but Coleman gets the board. He finds Moretti. No, no, no. This is Luke Goody up top. Finds Terrence Shannon. Illinois gets 20 on the shot clock. Now it's down to 12. Terrence looking to create something here. He wants a three. Don't take a three. Take it, Terrence. From the free throw line, it's up and good. Now, are there better shots than that? I guess by, by a layup would be a better shot than that. But here's what I did like about Terrence's, let's call it 16-footer there. Very controlled. Did not force a three. Did not force a contested shot. Got to a spot he liked. Created some space. Nailed it. As a fifth-year senior, should do. So that was, a to me, a very encouraging shot. That he made there. Seven to go on the shot clock. Terrence gets in the passing lane. Moretti with a steal. Here's Coleman. Damask back to Coleman. The three is up. It's good. Illinois just straight up looking good. A timeout for Kansas. 439 to go. Illinois leading 31 to 23. I shouldn't get excited over an exhibition game, should I? But uh I don't know, man. They look pretty good, and and I think there's this weird kind of emotion I'm having right now, which is, oh, I kind of like this collection of guys. Now, bear in mind, I like the collection of guys at the start of last year when they were winning these non-conference games, and then you just thought the talent level was off the charts, and then things kind of quickly fell off, right? But hindsight being 2020, take the Texas game. You were down 15. UCLA game, you were down 15. You were trailing in most of these games in the first half. You dug yourselves holes a lot. And eventually that became clear that you were digging yourself out of it by the skin of your teeth, but there were other issues that were underlying, right? And the Penn State game was the first one that said, oh, they didn't dig themselves out. What the heck What the heck is this? What I am seeing is kind of a scrappy team. Scrappy is easy to root for, and then when you add on top of that that they are athletic and they got size, and they have some skill, that's a fun combination. And I don't know if that means that they can win a Big Ten championship with this, but I do think that as the season progressive progresses, it can be kind of fun to watch a team that you know, or at least have a little bit more trust in night in, night out, that they're going to bring it. They're going to bring whatever it is that they do well, Right. All right. So chat thread, I know it's, you know, we got a nice little group in there. So let me know if there's any thoughts that you have so far. Again, bearing in mind it's a game that doesn't count. But yeah, hey. You know, we're flying around out there, right? When I think about why I like the team two years ago that won the Big Ten title, 
there were a few moments of frustration, especially early that season. But when they got into the Big Ten, what they somewhat established after losing to Maryland, which was just a disappointing loss, was I felt like that team two years ago maxed out their potential. And that's why even when they lost to Houston, here's Coleman with another three. No good, a little too strong on that. Oh, Luke wants the board. It's going to be out on Luke. But I like the effort. But it did feel like that team late, they maxed out their potential. You felt like you got all you could with them and that the Houston game, bummer, but um, that, that's okay. To me, at least it was because you had gotten something tangible and it felt like they'd done what they could. This team right here, I'm anxious to see as the season progresses, if we get a sense that they are maxing out what they have, recognizing that they are not an elite team in terms of talent, even though that word is used a lot by Brad Underwood. But what they do have gives you some advantages, and I think even in this Big Ten, it gives you some distinct advantages. All right, this is from Big Tota. My thoughts. I love the Illini basketball. Big Tota today, I, I think even with with the football struggles, I, I'd agree with that wholeheartedly today. And he says, I like what I've seen so far, energy, cohesiveness, and good ball movement. All three I, I would agree with on that Big Tota. And... Listen, they might be due for a stinky stretch here. They're up five still, 31 to 26 with 3.55 to go. Coleman passes up a three, trying to take it to the rim, and they call him for a travel. They're probably got a little bit carried away. No pun intended. But 3.50 to go, Kansas ball, Illinois, 31 to 26 lead. All right, well, again, I'm going to end this at the end of the first half which I know is a bit uncharacteristic for a live pod, but with exhibition games, I figured go early. And then, boy, what is the schedule? I mean, this is what I'm going to look up right now because we're going to have some other games coming up and coming up rather soon. Illinois basketball schedule. Tuesday, November 14th. So we have a little bit of time here before the First game against Marquette. Now, there is a game against EIU next Monday, Big Ten Plus. Friday, November 10th against Oakland, Big Ten Plus. Yeah, so I will not be calling those games. So that means in total you're getting four exhibition games? No, 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 no. Those games count. I'm sorry. Right? So does the first game that counts, is that against EIU? Let's look this up. Illinois basketball schedule. Let's see here. The first official game is, in fact, against... It's Eastern. Yeah. Okay. So Eastern and Oakland are your first two games. It's Monday and Friday, November 6th and November 10th. And then the big one, of course, is November 14th, the Tuesday against number five Marquette. So you get a chance for a marquee win right off the bat. And then Valparaiso on Friday the 17th. I will not be in town for that. That's Big Ten Plus anyway. And then Sunday, November 19th, against Southern, and that's Big Ten Network. November 24th, that's a Friday against Western. And then December 2nd at Rutgers to kick things off in the Big Ten. A Rutgers team that I understand why they are not ranked, but it feels like it won't maybe take them long to get there. Florida Atlantic... On December 5th, Madison Square Garden, and then that Saturday, December 9th at Tennessee. That's a big one. Colgate, December 17th. 
Ugh. Bragging rights. I dread that game now. Sad to say. And then Fairleigh Dickinson, December 29th. Then we get into the heart of the Big Ten. But yeah, so Eastern Illinois counts. Ah, thank you, Chief Oski. Yes. So this hoodie, we did a short run of them. Got a good order in, but we just got those for those who pre-ordered it. But if there's enough interest, we can do some more later. All right. We got four minutes to go before I call it here on this podcast. So let's see how Illinois finishes this first half. It's Kansas ball. Illinois leading by five. And let's see what happens here. Oh, nice little play. Hunter to McCullers, and they're going to get a reach in too. Silly reach in by Ty Rogers, right? Or do they call it on the floor? Nope. So that I don't know what you're thinking with that foul. Let's see what happens here. If you're going to foul, foul. I, did he even touch him? Well, he's not really complaining about that, but just keep your hands away from him. He, he had a clear path to the lane. So eight-point lead is now down to two. 31 to 29. All right, Ty bringing it across. Kevin McCullers has 16 of Kansas. Kansas is 29 points. 16 of their 29. Here's Damask. The three's no good. And Illinois, hey, great energy on the offensive glass. Damask wants another three. Takes it in the lane. Fadeaway's up and good. God dang, kid. Missed the three, but just a, a mad scrum for the ball. Again, that play right there is easy to root for. The first shot wasn't bad, but then the scrum to get the ball, who worked harder? You did. You can do that all year. You really can. All right, here's a take in the lane. They find Hunter for an easy alley-oop back to a two-point game. 2.50 to go. And here's Damask, who can handle it pretty well. Three from Terrence. Makes it. 36-31. Wow. I If anyone can look up, and I don't know if anyone's got the stats, what is the three-point shooting percentage for Illinois? So, five-point lead for Illinois. Here's Hunter Dickinson up top of the key. Over the left side here, setting a pick. This is going to be K.J. Adams back down to Hunter. Easy pick and pop. So, uh, yeah, that's not working out well for Dane. They got to keep Coleman. I mean, if they're playing this like a regular game, they're keeping Coleman on the bench for the last stretch here because he's got two. And seeing how long you can last with Dane out there, who did, I don't know if it was a miscommunication, he didn't drop or what, but that's two straight easy buckets at the rim for Hunter. Here's Justin Harmon. And he gets it knocked out, but it'll be Illinois ball with two minutes to go. 14 on the shot clock. All right. Last two. Finish strong. That way, even though there's another half to go, it'll feel like a win on the 200 level. Coleman's back in there. Two fouls be damned. He's going to, no. Terrence goes against the pick, and he gets fouled on the way there. Aggressive as hell. Love it. Another foul on Kansas. So this will be number seven, I believe. Or is this just their sixth? Hmm. Just six, it looks like. So Illinois will get the ball from out of bounds. 155, 20 seconds to go on the shot clock. And, oh, got to get this one off the floor. Well done, kid. And Ty says, no, get this spot too. Ooh, some dead air. Sorry, everybody. I know 
Dead air is not good for podcasting or radio. Inbound from Ty. Coleman, around the free throw line. Here's Ty, trying to take it. He finds Damask, one of the three, but well defended. Ty over to Terrence. Terrence at the three. Launches it up and good. God dang. 39 to 33. Illinois is making threes tonight. <laughs> Six point lead. And Illinois six for 15. They're shooting a lot, but man, if you're making them, look at Justin Harmon getting in the passing lane there. Defends it and knocks it out of Hunter's hands. It'll be Kansas ball. But again, it's little things like that that are very encouraging to see them just flying around. So six for 15, what is that? Mm, 40%. That'll do. That'll definitely work. I'm not going to begrudge shooting threes until they start missing them, right? Terrence is three for five. McCuller is just unstoppable. Good God. I feel like that sort of lit a fire under Terrence to see his old teammate just going off. Good Lord. I don't know how you defend him. All right, here is Justin Harmon up top over to Ty. Coleman at the top of the key. I think Terrence wants another one, but don't force it, Terrence. He finds Ty taking a baseline, and he gets fouled. Fantastic, Ty. He gets a foul on Hunter Dickinson, and with 58.6 to go in the half, again, the aggression continues. Now, Ty struggled from the free throw line mightily last year. Let's see how this goes here. But just the aggression. Again, I keep using that word, and I think to me that is that that's the word of the day. And there's a whole other hat to play here, but there is a way that this team can play that can bring them a level of consistency that last year's team did not have. From Big Tota, effort plays. I feel like I've seen more of them in the first half of this game than complete games last season. I, It might sound like hyperbole, Big Tota, but I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Coleman almost gets the offensive board there. I mean, we're just flying around. It's all. It's as if, you know, Coleman last year, I think, that was a bit hamstrung because... All that effort that he continually plays with. The other team was not matching that, right? Look at Justin Harmon knocking it out of Hunter Dickinson's hands again. Kansas ball with 42.5. But I do think that it may have affected his efficiency out there. Well, now if he's got everybody pulling the same weight as far as playing hard and being disruptive, if they can model themselves off the best of Coleman's attributes, which are aggression and just getting after it, this team can find an identity. And I think they can find it rather quick because you cannot, I mean, efforts just, it is what it is. You can outwork the teams you play. You just can. Illinois is going to basically play for the last shot here. There is a two-second difference in the shot and game clock. So this would be Terrence, 40-37 to Illinois, trying to extend the lead. And as we close down here, whatever happens here, just very encouraged by what I've seen so far and excited to watch the second half, which you will do on your own. Terrence gives himself some room for a three, and he makes it. <laughs> Illinois, 43-37. Kansas, this is McCuller from half court. It is up. Damn near made it, but did not. Illinois leading by six at halftime against Kansas. Shame this can't count in the, in the seedings in March, but a, a very impressive first half and one that I think uh, you can kind of exhale and say, whoa. That was kind of fun. Whole other half to go, but we want to do the first half today. So, for our sponsors, DP Doe, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, 
and Owen Builders LLC for Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Thanks for tuning in this first half. And if you're listening tomorrow, I mean, this was just kind of getting our feet wet with live basketball coverage and analysis again. But it, it sure was fun to watch this. I'll have fun watching the second half. And if anything, um, I, I would say that almost regardless of what happens in the second half, we will be encouraged and be feeling better about what this team can do based on an exhibition game, which I understand on its face sounds silly. But if there was something that this team needed to make it work, it was aggression and getting after it, and we have seen that in spades so far in these 20 minutes. They played harder than Kansas. They made things tough on Kansas, and there's still some skill to go along with it. So it's encouraging. I am not cautiously optimistic after something like that. I'm downright optimistic that maybe this team can find their way to their identity quickly. And if so, maybe we won't have that December, January lull that so often happens. Maybe this team can find a level of consistency that, no, it's not going to get you one seed in the tournament, may not win you a Big Ten title, but I think can be a much more enjoyable experience as a fan. Have a good rest of your night, everybody. We'll see you midweek. Illini Minnesota football preview, but for now, it's all about Illinois basketball, and we'll talk more of it later in the week as well. It is the 200 level.